there's a real need for people to connect with one another. You know, I think especially after COVID hit, we're just in a, a world of hurt for that connection. And I think this is a great opportunity for people to, to find that. This is TBI, Talking Brain Injury, with Brain Injury Alliance Colorado, sharing stories from TBI survivors and their supporters from all across the state. My name's Phil Lindemann, a mentor with VX since 2019 and four-time recipient of brain injuries I don't remember, plus a bunch that I kind of do remember. Today I'm talking to Laura Loretta of Lit Up My Mind. In 2021, a decade after suffering head trauma, Laura was forced to undergo several brain operations. One caused a stroke, robbing Laura of her legs. She spent most of the year relearning to walk. It could have been devastating, but that's not the way she sees it. All things considered, it was a good year because it it really motivated me to look at my life differently. Just over a year later, Laura has turned this optimism into a website, Lit Up My Mind. It started with research on brain injury rehab, like headache management and other resources that she finds helpful. Today, it's a community, hosting game nights and a women's support group, giving other brain injury survivors a virtual place to meet and thrive. Our guests are here to share stories of recovery and what has worked for them. So please contact your doctor for medical advice and the treatment that is best for you. So it's Phil with TBI, Talking Brain Injury, and today I am joined by a guest from down on the Front Range in Arvada. I'm joined with Laura Loretta, right? Yes, Laura Loretta. All right, Laura. Well, thanks for making time to talk, and I love hearing that you're from Arvada. That's my hometown, too. Oh, nice. And you were born and raised right there in Arvada, right? Yes, I was. Um, been here all my life, so I went to Pomona and... Yeah. I went to Arvada High School, so I was kind of wondering what high school you went to. Yeah, I know Pomona well. I, you know, I grew up like right off 72nd. Okay. Yeah, I'm off of uh, 80th and Kipling. All right. Very cool. Great. And um, I mean, you know, uh, these days I live up in the mountains, but I really do, man, Arvada will always have a special place in my heart. Mom and dad still live down there. My uh, brother just moved out of town. And yeah, every time I get to go down there, it's like going back to the old hood. Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, Well, the reason I had you on here today was because um, you have struggled with migraine for a very long time. You know, there's just such a range of... um, outcomes from having brain injuries. So I guess we'll start with, tell me a little bit about your history of migraines. You know, when did they start and what was, you know, what did you find was the cause of them? Well, um, my headache issues were kind of um, complex and I never really understood the effect the brain injury had until um, actually more recently. Um, my headache, you know, I had them when I was really young and they just always said that they were probably a sinus infection or something, but they never really could pinpoint anything that was going on with them. And I've had multiple concussions through the years and then um, my motor vehicle accident in 2011. And then, you know, I started getting these horrible migraines and I have what's called intractable migraine. It's a chronic condition where I have these debilitating migraines pretty much constantly. And it's it's really taken a toll in my life. But I think what happened is I really, truly, if you if you consider all of the, you know, the sometimes I have a hard time with words, so. Thanks for your patience. Um, oh, no problem. I, I understand. If you think of all of the struggles I had with my headache issues in the past, 
I can really see that, wow, this must have been like the beginning stages of migraine. And then you take all the different head injuries I had and you, you know, you stack that all on top of one another and it was like the perfect storm. And it just kind of that last blow to my head really riled things up. And I think it just kind of, you know, it just made it the perfect cocktail to really get things going. And unfortunately, I I think the statistic is something like 40% of people with brain injuries will start getting migraine. And it's one of those things that some people um, will just have one or two occasionally and other people like myself will get them every day. And, you know, there's tips and tricks that I have learned that really can help, you know, manage them and help them. You know, I wear sunglasses during the day in the house that will help um, with what's called photophobia. And that helps ease the level of my headaches. I wear an ice pack hat sometimes that helps. And even there's times that I'll wear it, warm it up and wear it. You know, little things, you know, suck on ginger candies to help with the nausea and stuff. But yeah. you know, I don't think people really realize all that goes into just, you know, the tools that I carry with me in a like in a go bag just so that I can be able to kind of make it through when I just want to hang out with friends and that kind of thing. But, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. And it's just it's the thing that I get to deal with. And I'm just I'm lucky to be here. So I'm learning to deal with it. Yeah. And you've been dealing with them your entire life. It's like you've known nothing different than these debilitating headaches. Yeah. And I, I think I, I consider myself relatively lucky. I think I am, you know, like like a lot of people. Yeah, I've suffered headaches over time, especially like, you know, immediately after the injuries. That's when I noticed them the most and that they were the most intense. And they still do pop up on occasion, but um, at least they are not a frequent everyday thing for me. What do you find sets yours off the most? Is there anything in particular? Or can they just kind of come out, you know, out of nowhere? Um, mine could come out of nowhere. I think something that will set them off is sound or movement um like i'm always in the quiet i think um the light has to be low for me usually i mean i i kind of joke that i live in a cave but i like it like dim lights and like i said i have um the sunglasses on most of the time that kind of stuff but mm -hmm. sometimes the flashing lights will set it off so i have to be careful with how much time I'm on my computer, you know, just be mindful of those kind of things. But I know some people will get triggered by food. You know, there's different things. Caffeine will trigger some people or lack of caffeine. I know for me, caffeine will help me. So even at 830 at night, I have a, my third cup of coffee and it'll just kind of help maintain a good level for me with my headaches. But and I can feel that starting to, my headaches start to kind of creep in a little worse if I am missing that caffeine. But, hmm. you know, it's just a delicate balance and you kind of got to take things away and then add things back in slowly to figure out what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah. And like you said, you found all sorts of different things like uh, you tune on those ginger candies. I think I need to find some of those, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really helps. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I should try that out. That sounds like a great tip and, and, and like kind of a simple, easy tip, too. And not only that, but um, I also personally like ginger. I know some people, some people can't stand it, but 
Yeah. Oh. They make um, the gummy kind, and they make some just lozenges type things that you can suck on. So you got a brand that you like? I can let you know. I <laughs> I, I have a couple, but I can't think of the names off the top of my head. So. Gotcha. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you'll, you'll have to let me know when we talk later after all this. Um, and I know that you, you told me a little bit about your history before, you know, we got on the podcast. And one of the things that it really, really interrupted with was reading. And when you're a kid, especially a student, I mean, you got to read. It's just what you have to do. And these days, kids spend so much time, you know, reading and at school on screens. I can't imagine, you know, uh, if you were, you know, back in school these days and having to deal with, you know, screens all day long at school. How did you overcome the headaches when it came to reading to get to the point that reading is for you now, that reading is one of your great joys in life? You know... I think part of it was, you know, I I know that you and I have touched on this before talking right now, but reading was something that I didn't do much of when I was a kid. Um, I struggled with some learning disabilities. And so reading was always something really hard. I loved books. I loved them. And I loved the idea of books, but it was just so hard for me to get into them because of the challenges I had with reading. So when my accident happened, I thought like, you know, I, I watched so much TV. I got into all these movies and stuff. And at first I thought like, oh, this will be great. Like, you know, but there's only so many years of watching TV that you can do. So even though my head hurt, I thought like I have got to get out of my own head. I mean, I lost friends and I, I was just so lonely and depressed and stuff. So I decided to pick up a book and just try and read. And so I started with the kids books and slowly over time, I would check out some books in the older kids sections and I just got lost in the stories. And even though the reading made my head hurt, I were, I was starting to see that, um, my reading skills would get a little better and I was getting a little faster at it. And I decided to buy myself a Kindle. And when I did that, I, I changed the background color to the color. It's called sepia. It's like a beige color. And when I did that, for some reason, the color was starting to help me so that the words didn't fall off the page anymore. My dyslexia got better and I was able to start reading faster. And when I was able to look up the words without having to set the book down and go to a dictionary, it just opened up a new world for me. So you ask about the headaches. Well, yes, I had the headache, but I also, I was going to have the headache no matter what, you know, whether I sat and watched TV or whether I was reading. And I mean, I was I was opening this new world up to me that was so exciting. It, it gave me like new friends. It gave me a new experience. And I was just getting lost in this. And I was, I was becoming proud of myself because I was so self-conscious of my reading skills. And now finally I was accomplishing something that I never thought I would do, which was, you know, becoming a better reader. So it was just something reading has just become something I, I thoroughly enjoy and it makes the headaches worse, but I also, I get lost in the story and it helps me get my mind off myself and my pain. So it does help. And something that 
really is helpful is audiobooks. You okay. Know, just plug yeah. in an audiobook and, and go for it. That is so cool. It, it reminds me a lot of another guest that I had on here, uh, Jules. Um, she also suffered with reading, especially because, you know, focus and um, headaches. And she did the same thing you did. Started yeah. slow and then progressed up back up to, you know, full size books. You know, she started with, well, she started with um, uh, like small little snippets of news articles because she found it was easy to keep track of what was going on and they were written very clearly. And then from there she got to longer form stuff and then eventually she started getting back into short stories. And now she's back to reading books the way that she had always enjoyed before she had her brain injury. I think progression is... Uh, it's you got to find the progression that works for you right but it can be such a powerful tool and like for you like you said it's it's a way to find these whole new worlds that um that you can just dive into and disappear into for a while right yeah it's all about the escape and i just it was so nice to get lost and just forget myself and my own pain for a while because i think we can get so stuck in it i know i can you know i get I get stuck on thinking about myself and my own pain and where I'm at and all of that. And it's nice to take a break from that for a while. And it's even nicer when you can find not only an escape from it, but also a way to, um, well, you started kind of turning it into a job, right? Because you started previewing books or pre-reading books or how did that happen? Yeah, well, so I, I realized I started following a few authors that I had enjoyed um, on social media and I saw that they could they would give their readers if they reviewed books um, free copies of their upcoming titles for a review if they gave a review um, they could get what's called an advanced reader copy an arc and so I decided to try and do that so I did it a few times and I was like, hey, this is perfect. I get to preview the early copy of some of my favorite authors, and then we'll, we'll try this out. And I actually really enjoyed it. And at first I was really nervous and everything, but I guess I was pretty good at it because I got asked by a few of the authors I never in my wildest dreams thought um, I would get asked to do this by to, to actually review for them and I'm on these review teams now for some big named authors and we do these big launches for their books and it's just it's really fun and there's like small teams of maybe 50 to 100 of us that will review for the books and do these social media blitzes and all this stuff and it's it's a prestigious kind of thing like you have to be asked to do it and like never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that I would be doing this. I mean, you know, it's a way I can get the books for free as well. And I'm talking to the authors that I enjoy working with and it's just opened up a new world for me. So Yeah, you get to peek behind the curtain uh, at the process of, you know, how they do the books. And of course that you get the, uh, well, you get that sneak peek, extra peek at the books Definitely. before they even come out. Um, what kind of books are you reading? What kind of genres, I guess, do you find yourself liking the most? Or which ones are you really drawn to? Um, I really like just women's fiction. Usually I like psychological thrillers. And I don't know. I just I like a lot of different things. Um, right now I'm reading one. Well, I'm going to be starting one today. It's about the 
like the complexity and the history of um, how language was started, just in general, like the history of languages, like how words were created and all of that. It's just, it's wild to me. I just love how it's just incredible to me how different processes are started and so I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more about it. Um, language is one of those fascinating things to me, too. I was reading oh some shorter articles, not a full-size book, but the other day about, um, you know, sometimes language and the way you think about language can also change your mindset. Like, you know, in certain languages, um, there might not be a word for, uh, like, say, failure. Or even, you know, um, some of these concepts that, uh, you know, we think of as intrinsic to just being human. Um, well, in some languages, they don't even have a word for it. And so there's no way to really get caught up in, um, you know, whether or not that is impacting your life. If you don't have a word for it, then you can't really describe it that way. So you might be able to manage it better or, uh, you know, deal with it better. Right. Yeah, it's fascinating to me. Yeah, th- those whole new worlds that you that you can encounter <laughs> just by uh, just by reading books and especially digging even deeper into the words of um, you know what words mean to us and what they do to us. And I think one of the coolest things, you know, of course, is that um, you know folks like yourself can turn this into well community. Like you said, you got you got a team of other reviewers that you work with, but you kind of took that into lit up my mind. Tell me a bit about your website and your community that you've started creating there online. Well, that kind of started, <clears throat> excuse me, out of necessity. I I was really getting frustrated with getting the runaround over the years after my accident, going from different providers and not really getting the help I needed, I guess. So I just, you know, I, I felt like after my accident in 2011, I would leave the doctor's office and I felt like I would have to go and hunt and peck on my computer to look for things to either educate myself or figure out like what's the next step for myself because I just was falling through the cracks. So I decided um, last year after I had um, some brain surgeries that I'm just going to try and help people because I'm so tired of, of feeling like all of this is just not going to be for anything. I want my pain to be for a purpose, you know? And so I thought, let's put everything I have found over the years into one convenient spot, because if I'm having this much trouble and I'm pretty good on a computer, I'm sure other people are having the trouble finding all this stuff because there's so many resources out there, but it's hard to find when you're struggling with keeping track of things or your memory or, you know, on and on. So that's what I've done. I've um, put the resources that I find the most beneficial in one spot on my website. And it's kind of just blossomed from there. And, and I'm looking at the website right now. It's a beautiful website, easy to use. And like you said, lots of these resources that you personally have found have helped you. Like, oh, you got info on brain injury, what it is. You've got stuff on headache, living with migraine and how to recognize headaches and even the science of headaches. And then, of course, you've got all the resources for, well, folks like yourself that, you know, want to do the research and so that they can dig deeper into what's happening, podcasts, um, ways to get together with other people, events, lots of uh, ways to, you know, just stay in touch with people that are 
well, living every day with the same stuff that you've lived with um, and just a, you yeah. know, building community, kind of the way that you found, uh, you know, helped you the best. Finding community can sometimes be the biggest way to break through those barriers. Definitely. And, you know, it's like the website. I mean, it's yes, it's a lot of like links to other websites, but it's also a way to really connect with people, like you said. And one thing I'm really proud of is the events calendar because it it really does um, put together a lot of different opportunities for people to connect with other people. Um, I did start, you know, I decided to make Lit Up My Mind into a company earlier this year. With that, um, I started a um, game group, a virtual game group, and we meet three times a month. It's really fun. We play some wacky games um, and then once a month I give out two different gift cards to winners. I do a raffle winner so that everyone has a chance to win and then I also do an overall top score winner and it just it creates some fun community and camaraderie while it also helps build up the skills you know it helps people with their memory and cognitive skills um, of all different various things i'm having a hard time with my words here well i love games what kind of games are you guys playing so that is when we played uh they're called jackbox games oh yeah and you could go to the website and look under the brain busters game group here for more information and you just register for that and you can join anytime you just need to like I said, register. I can send you out some instructions for how to join because you use your phone as your remote control while we play it over Zoom. So it's really fun. And um, yeah, so it just, it brings people together and that's really nice. And then we also have um, Mending Minds, which is a new women's support group. And that has been really popular. There's a real need for people to connect with one another. You know, I think especially after COVID hit, we're just in a a world of hurt for that connection. And I think this is a great opportunity for people to to find that. And this calendar of events can help do that. I, I have put on some mindfulness with Miles for Migraine. That's another organization I volunteer for. Mm -hmm. And they do some wonderful education programs. And then like this mindfulness that I have on here, it's a half hour, it's free, and you just register on their website. And the link is on here on my calendar. It's just, it's really simple. And, you know, it's just an easy way to, to find some events that are that are brain related, but that'll help people find community in an easy way. Yeah, and, and you've worked with so many other groups. Like you said, Miles for Migraine. Uh, you've also worked with um, somebody down in Pueblo, right? Yeah, Maria uh, Martinez in Pueblo Brain Injury. She does incredible work with the people down there. Very cool. And this way, you know, I, I really do like the, the, the digital side of stuff because you mentioned COVID um, and Jackbox. Uh, I had never played Jackbox until COVID, and that was one way that, um, oh, we would get together with my wife's family through that, and we are sprinkled all across the country. You know, we got people in Idaho and on the East Coast and here in Colorado, and we would play Jackbox, and we would just play for hours and hours. It was so much fun and such a good way to, you know, stay in touch with family when we couldn't actually be in touch. Um, And I, I think people 
really enjoy that. I mean, it's something that we still do to this day, not as often as we were doing it. Yeah. But we, yeah, but we still get together. You know, we try to get together at least once or twice a season and, uh, yeah, you know, play some Jackbox and have some fun. And then in the meantime, you know, the, the games always eventually, um, turn into us just hanging out and chatting <laughs> and, and, you know, just, 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 you know, being around each other, even if we can't actually be around each other. Right. Yeah. And that's what it's about, you know? Most definitely. And especially, you know, uh, it's one thing that I've really appreciated about all the resources here in Colorado um, for brain injury is that community is like it, it is the number one goal for so many of these 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 uh, groups is, you know, getting people together to do a little bit of everything, whether it's, you know, playing Jackbox, uh, you know, virtually or uh, meetups that they have. You know, I know uh, the other guests that I've had on here, they talk about um, uh, they try out every meetup they possibly can, even if they're not good at like art, you know, they're still going to go try it out because, you know, what do you got to lose? You, you, yeah. you got nothing to lose. Plus, you will gain some new friends from from being there definitely um yeah you don't you don't hurt when you try new things that's for sure no no not at all and if nothing else you might even find something that you uh didn't realize you were going to love as much as you did <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like you you know finding again the the, the reading reviews just it's it, you put yourself out there and you found something that now you are well you're part of a kind of an elite club out there laura kind of <laughs> <laughs> Um, you, you did also mention that you had some surgery earlier this year, right? It was last year. Yeah. Last I had year. a couple of brain surgeries and I had a stroke after one of them and I had to learn to walk again. So oh, wow. last year was pretty rough, but all things considered, it was a good year because it, it really motivated me to look at my life differently and, you know, I wouldn't be doing what I am doing today without it. And it just pushed me in a way that I'm very grateful for. That is so inspiring to hear. I, uh, there's a, a lot of ways that we can react to adversity, right? Mm-hmm. And that's probably the, the absolute best way to do it. Uh, how are you doing these days when it comes to walking and movement and mobility? Um, I'm doing pretty well. I actually, over the weekend, I just um, participated in the Miles for Migraine walk in Denver. And a couple of friends did that with me. And it was a two-mile walk. And, you know, it's crazy because last year I was just learning how to walk again. And this year, I mean, I was a little embarrassed because, you know, I went from being a fairly good athlete to needing a walker at this race. And I was the only person with a walker. And so I was a little timid or shy about having to have it. But Then I thought about it and I thought, you know, this is pretty incredible to be here like one calendar year earlier. I was in the hospital and I was at the rehab center relearning to walk. And now I'm here with a couple of friends representing my own company that has that's helping people. And, you know, I'm walking like 
and I finished it. Like that was incredible. And yeah. I, I actually won an award too. So that was, it was really cool. All right. Yeah. Perspective goes a long way too. You know, like you said, you just got to think back to where you were a year ago. It's like, um, Oh, my wife right now, she's uh, rehabbing a knee. She, she blew her knee out and had some other injuries to her knee. And the doctor had to remind her, you know, a good way to get through this is think back to two weeks ago and where you were. And then two yeah. weeks from now, think back to today. And, you know, you, if you just keep on thinking it that way, you know, it's easy to kind of get caught up in where you are now. And maybe you're not progressing as fast as you wanted to. But if you can look back on where you came from, um, especially the early days of an injury or something, you know, anybody who's had a hand injury remembers those early days. Even if they don't remember, you know, specific details, they still remember kind of how life changed just a bit or a lot. Um, right. And if you think back to that and look on where you are now, it's it can be um, it's, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's Lord. hard to do that. It's really hard, but it's so worth it when you just sit back and and really think about it. Yeah. And having that community of people around you to help you think about it and laugh about it and, uh, you know, chuckle about the hard times. Th- that goes a long way, too. Yeah, definitely. Well, Laura. Thank you again for making time to talk with me today. Um, for f- folks that want to check out Lit Up My Mind, where do they go? How do they get involved? Um, you can go to litupmymind.com. It's L-I-T-U-P-M-Y-M-I-N-D.com. Or check out any of the social medias, Lit Up My Mind, at Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And easy as that. Just get involved now. Go check it out. And, um, well, Laura, I look forward to uh, hopefully meeting you up in person sometime soon. But if not, I'll have to hop on uh, one of the jack days, one of the game days. Yes, that'd be great. (laughs) Great. Well, Laura Loretta, thank you again for making time to talk here on Talking Brain Injury, TBI podcast through Brain Injury Alliance Colorado. Thank you. If you have a story of survival or you know someone who does, we want to hear from you. Reach out to Zach or any of the BIAC professionals, and they will put you in touch with me. Again, Phil Lindemann, your host here on TBI, Talking Brain Injury from Brain Injury Alliance, Colorado.